You're listening to the Burst Ball Podcast. Burst Ball, talking up the Scottish game. Hello, you're listening to the Burst Ball Scottish Football Podcast number 165. I'm your host, Andrew Gamba, and here to look back over all the weekend's action, we have Lewis Kemp. Lewis, how you doing? I'm alright, Gamba. Uh, it's a bit wetter than expected, but I'm raring to go. Yeah, raring to go. Ryan Crombie, are you raring to go? As always, pleasure to be back on. Right, excellent, <laughs> good. I mean... <laughs> I mean, that's as big an endorsement as we're going to get. Right, do you want to just start off? I think we should go through the weekend in terms of, well, oh, I suppose the way the highlights package we kind of had it. I mean, we'll start off with Dundee Saints, shouldn't we? Yes. Saint Johnston. Because this um, game, actually, like, like Johnny hated football before he went to this game, and now he loves it again. So I think that's like like a real accolade for, this, for these two teams. I mean, it had a whole host of penalties... Dundee winning a game of football has a derby aspect to it. Um, some absolute screamers in it. What is not to love about this game of football? Lewis, do you want to just talk about this game? Also, had an assistant and then manager just... been sent to the stand. Yes, uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, so those are a lot of stuff. Um, I, I thought Dundee were well worth a win. Um, it, was one of, it was one of those weird ones, like. St Johnston maybe traditionally they maybe do struggle against teams that maybe should they should be beaten, but I don't know if we can really say that this season that they have looked kind of different in that regard. Um, I, I, not, I didn't really go for them. I think St Johnston as much as I think Dundee did dominate. I think um, of course in the first goal, Manis completely makes a hash of it. Um, the second second's a really really good finish to be fair. I think Lee Smith. Um, well, Jesus, I'm at, I'm, <laughs> I'm I, I, I can't even see his name. I, we were talking about this. Yeah, Come on. I know. <laughs> and we were talking about this earlier on. Uh, yeah, uh, he was uh, outstanding. I thought um, he really looks a player. Uh, very opportunistic. Um, always in the right place at the right time. Uh, we saw that for both goals really. Um, and yeah, Dundee were just well worth the win. Um, a few uh, penalty, uh, meaty penalty decisions that we'll probably get into, I suppose. But um, I, I think uh, uh, Dundee uh, rightly uh, get their first uh, three points of the season. Yeah, um, I mean, I'll come to you, Ryan. We'll talk. We'll talk about the penalties. Um, what the hell is going on for that first St Johnson penalty? Like, I mean, he punts the ball into the, like the ball is actually getting punted into the stand. Like, it's not going anywhere. I don't understand why the keeper cleans him out. Like, it's just, it's incredible. It's just, it's just Scottish football being Scottish football. I think uh, I'm, I'm not too sure. Um, I think the only person that can answer that is, is the keeper. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really not, not really got an idea what he was doing. It was it was a penalty though. It's right oh, at, yeah, it's, it's, right, right, it's right at the edge of the box as well. You don't really see a lot of keepers coming out at the edge of the box <laughs> and like, kinda of taking down the player, which I think was the well, the main kind of thing that stood out for me. I mean in terms of I mean this is I mean this is St Johnston's first kinda of, kinda of, it is their first loss in the season. <laughs> <laughs> um, from what I've heard from people they were saying they were quite lucky against Hibbs previous week to mm. get something out of this game but I mean I suppose that's a sign of a good team if they aren't playing well and they're still picking up points but now they have lost a game is, can any, can you guys maybe pinpoint why that is or do you just think that, it, that Dundee and Hibs are two going to be two tough games for St Johnson regardless I think Dundee will be a tough game I mean I think uh, people have sort of been overly harsh on Dundee I mean they have looked okay um, as to they've had quite a tough run and the players seem to be almost buying into what Neil McCann's doing there. I mean, they did look good against us, Aberdeen at Pataudry, when we played them. Uh, 
So I think they are going to be quite tricky to beat at home. I mean, Hibs only drew with them despite dominating, but uh, Dundee aren't any mugs at home. And I don't think St Johnston will be overly disappointed um, with getting beat there. I mean, it's a game they should look to be winning, but I think Dundee are a decent team. Lewis, anything you want to add on that? Uh, no. Uh, I suppose <laughs> I suppose if you were to add anything, I suppose the other penalty incidents... Um, I'm not like the well. Sorry, the disallowed goal, um, uh, Stephen Anderson. Mm. I think that probably should have stood. Um, that being said, really, yeah, oh, definitely. Um, I, I, I think like I don't think there's that much force on the day, and I think he's already made the jump before, like, like the jump is early. So I, I, I just don't, I don't see why he has. Well, I, I know why, he, why he's pulled it back, but I just don't. For for me, that's not the, that wasn't that enough should, of a foul. No, no, I think it's very it's a very <laughs> light touch uh, on the shoulders of Dan O'Day, and I, I think it probably should have stood. But um, yeah, <coughs> um, we'll go on to the the, the Leach Smith goal. Is that the best goal of the weekend? Are we going to say? Ah, uh, Graham Dorns for me. Dorns, although that is like it's a really really good strike. I think like just the way he kind of. He's not got a lot of time to think about it, and his position in the first place is like spot on. But the fact he just smashes it off the bar, like, um, I it's very impressive. I, I, I think most keepers in the world would really struggle to uh, even get a finger on that, let alone save it. Right, and I think that's us kind of covered this one. Uh, unless Ryan, you want to add anything else. Uh, just a shout out to the St Johnston fans for taking over a thousand to watch their team get beat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good. Okay, the positive with the negative. There, that's what we love to talk about. Uh, we'll move on to um, Hibs to Motherwell two. Um, I mean, a good point for the Hibs under eights, I suppose. Um, a Taylor, a Taylor, a Taylor two, two strikers in this game. He was he's raging. He was absolutely seething. raging. Yeah. Uh, yeah, One thing I found interesting Hibs haven't played Muddle for three and a half years like, I, I know obviously there's reasons for that But I, I just find that mental <laughs> like, Given they've probably played each other so many times In the past 20 years And just for this wee period not to play each other I, I don't know, that, that just kind of struck me as being quite um, as well. But they were in a different division Yeah, that's what I'm saying There's obviously reasons for it <laughs> But I just found it weird I, I don't know, just because it seems like It's such a... A game that you see so like when you were growing up, that just was always there, and then it's not there. So it's good. It's good to have these games back. I suppose if we're getting four goals in the game, it's it's, oh, it's quite good. I Stokes getting the two for Hibs, uh, Louis Moore getting the two for Motherwell. Um, Can we talk about? Let's how... talk about the. Oh, oh well, Lewis. No, yeah, let's let's talk about what you want to talk about. Oh, sorry. I know I'm dictating us a wee bit uh, today. <laughs> Uh, no, I think we should maybe talk about Anthony Stokes. I don't think we've really talked about him uh, that much. And, his, and I think he's... <laughs> Sorry, right? No, just his awful hair weave that he has. Oh, oh yeah, that's... Oh, that's well, that does have to be discussed in depth, to be fair. But um, no, <laughs> I just think, like... I think a, pe- a lot of people, like, maybe doubted the signing a wee bit just because, obviously, the last time he was at Hibs, um, out with the cup final, I'd say... Um, I don't think he was uh, too impressive, especially given it was a championship. I think a lot of people maybe expected him to uh, struggle with the step up, but that's not been the case, and he's been far and away Hibs' best player, and he's really been... Uh, like, I've not seen Stokes play this way for a long, long time. Yeah, and I, I suppose it is that kind of thing as well, also because he basically had a year out last year. Cause I, I mm. don't think he... Did, I mean, did he play for Blackburn? I'm gonna say if he did, it wasn't not. that many. Yeah, I know yeah, there was other, I know there was other reasons for that, but uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I yeah. Um, I mean, obviously he's gotten off to a great start. I mean, the two goals in this game, uh, one of them from penalty spot. Do we think this is maybe a case of the referee trying to not even it up, or you know? I know what you're gonna say. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I agree. Because <laughs> it does look like a stone waller earlier on in the match. He doesn't give it, and then it's very soft the one he does give. And I was just thinking that like maybe a, an instance of the referee, well, yeah, evening it up or giving one he should have maybe earlier. Yeah, 
everyone kind of agrees with that. I. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. I just I love how it's uh, done. I think it was they got the penalty given against them again after the <laughs> shocking penalty decision at St Johnston. He seems to <laughs> have an extra an extra third leg that nobody can see. <laughs> I mean, we've kind of obviously we have we have kind of spoken there about Stokes and how good he was for uh, for Hibs so far this season. Louis Moult for Motherwell. I mean, he's he's a baller, isn't he? We can we can officially use that term with Louis Moult now. I mean, has is it the first goal, the one he takes the touch on the edge of the box and then just smashes it? That's an absolute. That's, a, that's the second goal. However, I would, goal. I would point out that the defending from Hibs is pretty shambolic here. Um, <laughs> That being said, I, I suppose it is still a really, really good finish, but um, I have yeah. him should, him should be closing him down like before he's even got the chance to shoot. Um, but it is a really kind of instinctive finish from him, and I mean when he when he is when he when he's on form, he he's he's unstoppable. He's a really really good player when he's on form, and um, he's really dug mother out of a few holes of late. Um, I think, like, for, for, I mean. I think it was about fifty minutes after, it was fifty four minutes or something, I think, that Hibs scored a second. You would have thought, um, from just looking at the game that it was uh, you know, well well buried and that had uh, mother weren't gonna come back from that. But um I I, I think Walt is really the, the the big reason why that has happened and why Mother have got something out of the game. I think that's why Neil Lennon was so angry though, because mm. I think he himself would have thought that the game would have been wrapped up and you touched on it there, but the defending for both those goals that Motherwell scored were awful. I mean, I think the first goal, Smart Whitaker just let as well. He should be doing better. Yeah, both of them. I mean, Whitaker was marking Louis Moult, and he just lets him drift into the back post like unmarked. It's just, it's just a bit um, almost naive from Hibbs. I don't think they would have been punished sort of in the Championship for those kind of chances, but they are in the Premiership. And I, I said it at the start of the season. I think Hibbs will struggle at home to the likes of Motherwell, St Johnston, Dundee, um, just because they always seem to raise their game for the bigger uh, teams when they go to play them, but the sort of middle-of-the-road teams in the Premiership are still really good sides and they're being punished for sort of going to sleep, really. I was I was going to just briefly kind of talk more about, I mean, coming to Len's his comments about, you know, the kind of capitulation of Hibs. It has kind of been framed as like Hibs went two nothing up. It should have been home and hosed, and that's it. But I felt with the amount of chances that Motherwell created, especially in the first half, because mm. I mean, Moult hit the crossbar in the first half, and there's another one where he's just completely open at the back post, and I'm not sure entirely sure whether the ball just kind of misses him in the back post or whatever. But you know, it wasn't as if Motherwell couldn't have scored before Hibs went two nothing up. They could easily have been given a penalty as well uh, with the Tate mm. um, when he was brought down. Um, for me, that was maybe a bit, a bit harsh, but given that the uh, done, uh, given that that uh, penalty was given, then I suppose um, any, any sort of what well, any anyone falling down in the box is essentially a penalty in this game. Um, so I just uh, <laughs> I, I I I get your point. How I, I just I don't know. I think you do have to really talk about defensively, Hibs, because it's not even like it's the first time it's happened. Um, there's, I, I, I suppose, going back to Hamilton, uh, the way the defending there was absolutely wretched. Um, the fact that uh, I think this was actually the first game that Hibs took the lead in uh, this season. They've went behind in every other game this season. Um, so th- there's got to be, I mean, I mean, there's got to be smoke when there's no fire, or whatever the, the smoke with the <coughs> fire. I, I do think they, um, defensively. Um, it's, there's there's problems at Hibs, which sounds a bit strange when you, I mean, I think if you're looking on paper at the start of the year, you're looking at Gavin Marciano, you're looking at Ambrose, Whitaker, um, even Guy Bartley as well. Um, I mean, and Stevenson, like I said, that's a that's a good defence, but um, or, or at least on paper, but it's not really turned out that way so far. I don't know if it's the way Lennon's setting up the team or if um, what he's trying to get through the defenders is, isn't. Going through. Well, they've not kept a clean sheet no, yet this season. Definitely have they? not. No. no. Oh dear. Oh dear. Oh dear. <laughs> um, <laughs> but be kind of moving on from moving on from Hibs just to talk a wee bit more about Motherwell. I know obviously Motherwell have been. I mean, all of their points have come in the last four games, and 
all ten of them have come in their last four games. It's starting to click for them now. If anyone wants to jump in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or is that just a good enough statement on its own? Nah, I mean, I think you're right. I think uh, they sort of had the big influx of players in the summer uh, and Robinson seems to be sort of getting a reaction from them at the minute. And it's definitely helped keeping Moat and Cadden, of course. I think they're invaluable to Motherwell. Um, while the rest of the players kind of play their part as well, I think you'd worry about them without those two guys. And I did notice um, the Motherwell boys let off a flare um, in the in away end, and I just hope the SFA throw Ooh. the book at them. <laughs> I guess you've reached the, the grass in the stage of the podcast. Yeah. Uh, good, yeah, excellent. Fed, fed up of that. Fed up of atmospheres at football. Yeah, games, no, it's just it's it's awful, isn't it? I have to think of the when you walk into a ground and there's and there's mm. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, uh, I think that's it. Unless uh, unless anybody else wants to add anything else, we're good. Right, okay, we'll move on. So yes, I suppose there is kind of an element of uh, Celtic going top of the league uh, this week. I think that's them going top, isn't it? Or yes. Where are the top? No. 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 They were top they were top, top on goal yeah. difference yeah. last Where week. Were they top on goal difference? Right. Okay. Well they have they have they have gone, right top, yes. They have gone clear at the top of the table with their four 0 win over Ross County. Rogic, Dembele and two from James Forrest. Um it's game fairly well deserved, I thought. I mean it was it was crazy going to the game, like hearing the Celtic formation and it's like mm. okay, he's he's playing a back three and one of them's a full back and the other one's a centre mid and like okay. It's like, right, it's, it's it's like he just lost it after the PSG game. Like he just completely <laughs> lost the plot and thought, fuck it, let's just go for it. Like Yeah. Um, it, it was almost as if it was a stage of like, I'm just gonna pick these players and I'll try and find a formation to suit these players. <laughs> I mean, it worked. It, it, yeah. I mean, it did. It did work in the end for for Rogers. I mean, a very, I mean, it was one of these things where I was thinking, going to the game. I think if Celtic get an early goal, they'll probably run out with three or four. But if not, it'll maybe only be one or two. I couldn't see past Celtic in this game just because of getting absolutely clamped five 0 by PSG during the week. Um, however, I mean, Ross County did have a few chances in the game they had a big chance in the first half to make it one each and then there's the Craig Gordon double saves absolutely fantastic I thought yeah yeah um, I think I think it was a shout opportunity in the first half where there was just uh-huh. zero power in his shot um, it was very yeah. easy for Gordon uh, and uh, aye this, uh, this second I mean this, the double save was uh, <clears> outstanding <throat> from Gordon to be honest with you um, I think Ross County will be I mean that was a really really good chance there, and I, f- I suppose if you are going to get something at Parkhead, you need you really need to take your chances, and those were the two big ones, uh, or the two kind of standout ones anyway. Um, but I, th- I just find it interesting how I mean, County, even though kind of looking at the at the highlights and looking at um, the kind of analysis and stuff, like defensively, I don't think they were horrendous. They had five at the back, obviously. Um, I thought they set up quite well. I thought they were very tight. I was gonna, um, mm. but I thought that just the positioning from Celtic was just on a completely different level. And I thought that um, I, I do find it interesting how majority of the Celtic goals, obviously the Rogic one, um, well, well, sorry, the Forest, the Forest is first. Um, Rogic takes a shot from outside the box. He gets a rebound. Uh, keeper probably should do better. But I think other than that, the other ones are. Um, all from outside the box or just on the edge of the box um, so that probably tells you quite a lot about um, just how many players Ross County had uh, bang the ball or at least in the box just for didn't it Ryan you wanted to say something yeah I mean just going from the highlights I, I was going to mention about County's defending I think they just sort of you mentioned Celtic scored from outside the box but they almost kind of let them if you know what I mean they didn't get in their faces in and around the box I didn't think um, and the least you have to do when you go to Celtic Park defensively is sort of double up on Celtic when they're sort of playing it across the uh, face of the box, sort of getting their faces and not to allow them to get the shots off. It just kind of looked like they were inviting them to shoot from outside the area, which you just don't. Do. I get, I get what you're saying, but what I would say, like, it was almost like the. Someone maybe have the ball on the edge of the box, and then maybe be two or three county players would go to him, and that would leave space for another player just to make, just to kind of position himself in the right, and well, position himself where there's no county players around them, 
And I think, like, I get what you're saying, but I think it's almost the opposite of that, in a way, in that they maybe doubled up too much, or there was too many players on certain people, and that left too much space for your Rodgers and uh, Dembele as well. Although Dembele, I think, to be fair, I think is a really good finish. I don't think you can really do much about right. his goal. I was going to say, that was the kind of one where you were thinking, like, you know, you've got Dembele, he's outside the box, he's kind of contained, but it's just a, it's a very good shot and a very good finish, and I don't think there's much you can, you can really do about that one. Um, I wanted to kind of talk a wee bit about James Forrest, because he's mm. been getting a bit of stick, as he always does, and I think he's been really good so far in the league this season. Uh, yeah. And considering there's been so much made of Roberts coming back and... Obviously, Sinclair's had a very good start to the season. I think Forrest maybe deserves a wee bit of picking out because he's been good. Yeah, <laughs> I think uh, well, Roberts will always there will always be that thing about him. Um, but I suppose at the moment, um, for me, he's not match fit. Um, so I I think you need to kind of ease him at the side. Sinclair, uh, he's a frustrating player, and that um, you can go. It can be games where. You may be thinking, oh, he's not having a really good game, and then he'll just turn it on and he'll score two or three. And it's, that's happened a few times this season. Um, whereas I think Forrest, um, when he's on form, he is really, oh, he, he, he see it, he, he does really affect the team. And obviously, you saw it with the two goals. I thought Forrest was again excellent. Um, I thought, um, I, I thought Forrest was really, really good. <coughs> So yeah, right, um, and I think that's just, I think that's just kind of done with that one. Um, I mean, the, the result does see Celtic go clear, and we will keep going in goals, even though the order I've got here is wrong, but we'll keep going in terms of goals. Um, part of the reason they were able to go clear at the top is because of the results with Rangers and Aberdeen. And we'll start off with Rangers. They're two each draw apart at the Thistle uh, on Friday night. Uh, Morelos, Dorans, who else? Erskine <laughs> Spittle There you go um, All getting the goals in this one <laughs> You wouldn't know who they played for um, It was 4-0 um, Partick Thistle Dorans 4-0 Partick Thistle Morelos is Looking like a really 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 classy player We said this quite a lot last season That Rangers really needed a centre forward And I know Lewis you wanted to see Gary Hooper <laughs> At Ibrox But I uh, I would say Morelos <laughs> is probably better. Yes. Sure. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll oh. answer that. I thought he's... Like, it's not even like... Because he, so far he, ha- he is finishing a lot of the... Ch- Rangers create a lot of opportunities, and that was one of the things last year, is that they, there was a lot of... You know, there was a lot of opportunities and just nobody would get on the end of it. Um, maybe Miller at times, but then Miller, I just don't... I, for me, I think... You're relying on him to be your sole striker. I think you're struggling already. Um, but I think Morelos, he's obviously he's getting those what, what the kind of easy ones where the, the chance is already made for you. He's putting them in the back of the net. And I think uh, as you saw on Friday night, even the really really difficult ones, ones there's just no angle at all. Um, it's very difficult to get the ball in the net, and he somehow manages it. I mean that that his goal was just outstanding. Really 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 good goal. It's an incredible finish. Um, and even having the balls to actually go for it from that that far tells you that he, he obviously fancies himself and he thinks that he's you know he's finishing wise he's obviously quite confident. Um, so uh, I I totally agree with. You. I think it's been what Rangers have been crying out for. Um, I think Rangers' problems align uh, defensively. I think the other end of the park. Aye. Uh, <laughs> I just I think they're a bit of a shambles to be honest with you. Um, and. I, I don't know what you do, um, when, especially as obviously the whole firm game's coming up. I know they're obviously playing Park Thistle midweek as well. Um, I would just worry about that aspect. But uh, And also, I think, uh, finishing off games or finishing off teams, they have a real inability to do that, it seems. like They'll take the lead in games and they'll just, for whatever reason, they'll allow the other teams to come back into it. Um, I mean, the Rangers should be home and dry after... After Morel, so I mean, they, were, they were by far the better team after about half an hour in that game, uh, and they allowed Partick to come back into it. So I think maybe it's a mentality thing as well with the Rangers. I honestly can't think of a chance that Thistle created in the first half. Yeah, yeah, I, I they, totally agree with you. They were, they were not in it whatsoever. 
I mean, um, second half, obviously, I mean, it was really, it was really interesting. Obviously, we, uh, we were kind of talking to each other during this game, and I did like there was one message. It was like, uh, what was it? Oh, Miles' story is going to be the only way that Thistle will get something out of this. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was uh, obviously Erskine, Erskine is but, um <clears throat> You think Thistle? Do you think? Obviously, we're, we're talking about here and saying like Rangers probably should have been home and hose and probably should have seen this game out based on the first half performance. Do you think Thistle will be disappointed considering that they did go ahead and you know they ended up going down to 10 men that they didn't get something out of this game or do you think that you know that that sending off was just coming because there was maybe one in the first half that you could have given as well or who do you think would be more disappointed? I don't know I think think over the balance when Thistle look back on it um, they'll be pleased with a point um, especially just I mean it was disappointing going ahead and then Erskine being the angriest man in Scottish football gets sent off. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think I think this will be pleased at a point, and I think they would have taken it uh, if you offered it to them before the game. I, I mean, to be fair, they, they only had they only had uh, one yeah. before the the match, I suppose. So a, a point going into this game probably wouldn't have been that I think bad. As well, like they've obviously suffered the late heartbreak to Rangers twice last year. Um, mm. So maybe that was weighing on their minds, and I think for them to just, just to kind of come out with the points, probably uh, mentally anyway, it's probably a big thing for Thistle. Um, I expect them once they've got an easier run of fixtures to do a lot better. Um, it looked like they, I think they had three at the back in this game, and I think that probably helped them a wee bit. Um, as you as we obviously said, I mean, I think Rangers really should have had this game wrapped up. However, I think Thistle. Uh, deserve a bit of credit for coming back into it um, and I think Spittle as well um, seems to be just a completely different player from his time at Dun United and uh, they look at the really uh, found, the, found the best of him and then obviously after uh, Thistle go 2-1 there's a sending off there's there's no debate no Nah. They, they, they didn't even show this on sports scene and the sports scene just love like just railing people up like uh, talking about decisions <laughs> so I think that tells you all you need to know about this the other, what about, what about nah. the one in the first half what were we going to say with that one uh, it probably is a red card but uh, it's not a stamp as Chris Sutton was going on about in PC Sport <laughs> I think um, <laughs> I think he's unlucky because his foot does roll over the top of the ball and then on to Ryan Jack uh, I mean personally I wouldn't have sent it off um, I think it's a good tackle but um, <laughs> <laughs> right okay uh, yeah. you can read, yeah, in, you can read yeah, into probably, that yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I, I mean I think it is a red card but he's unfortunate if you know what I mean mm. Well, uh, can we just very briefly talk about the like the shocking plot twist that Ali McCoy is like a good pundit? I really enjoyed him. Yeah, he, has, he, he seems like it's amazing when like uh, ex players give a shit like well, what can actually happen. Um, I don't know if it's BT or like, if they're just like um, really trying to get the pundits to actually um, like be pundits. Um, <laughs> But uh, I, I don't know. I agree with. You. I thought it was really, really good. Quite refreshing as well. Like, it's it's nice to have um, just a kind of different voice, other than the kind of oh, crags and something like the kind of. Like, as much as I do kind of like the batting back and forth, it has been a bit tiresome at times this season. So it's nice to have uh, McCoy's to as the kind of contrarian of the of the trio. Uh, it was great when he like I, was, I think it was about halfway during the first half. He was talking about they were talking about Morelos trying to get the Colombia squad for the World Cup qualifying. Was he was Argentina going on about how like stuff, Argentina, yeah. Argentina <laughs> are struggling to qualify. He was just like, this is brilliant. Like this is this is just amazing. Just give me more of this. It's really hearing McCoy talking about South American football all the time. Anyway, right, yeah. Um, so yes, that was ended up Thistle two Rangers two and. Uh, to give Celtic a chance of going clear uh, they needed Aberdeen to drop points and they did uh, they drew one each with Kilmarnock which is fairly shocking <laughs> I did not see this one coming <laughs> in I know a lot of other people in the first ball didn't see this one coming um, Ryan I'll let you talk about this one yeah thanks yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Aberdeen done their usual that seems to be worryingly is becoming a theme this season it started brilliantly Uh the usual got the early goal and then just sort of 
took the foot off the gas and allowed the other team to come into it for some reason. I mean, they've done it and they've done it against Soroki Brzeg, uh, Apollon Limassol, Dundee, even Hamilton to an extent. They scored that early goal and then just sort of sat back and waited until the 90th minute to score. Um, and they've now done it against. Um, who did we play? Kilmarnock. Um, I, I don't know. It's 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 weird. I mean, first, I mean, it's the same. Started really well against Hearts last week as well, and then just allowed Hearts to sort of run away with the game. It's it is still looking like a team that's gelling together. I mean, Derek McInnes is sort of chopping and changing the side every week, um, so you're not getting that consistency to sort of settle. Um, players still don't really look like they know where each other are going to be. Um, it's like after last season of having Hayes, McGinn and Rooney who've played with each other for like two or three years to then go to Stevie May up front, Ryan Christie, Greg Stewart and Mackay Stephen. It, it is a bit different but they still should have the quality to beat an out of sorts Kilmarnock. Um, so yeah, it's a bit disappointing. What was your kind of what was your um, assessment of how Kilmarnock played in the game? Because obviously we've spent the, the past, I mean, <clears throat> basically month just every time we've talked about Kilmarnock going, ah, oh, Jesus. But like from yeah, what I I've mean, heard, it wasn't terrible from their point of view. The first twenty minutes were probably the worst performance I've seen from a team ever at Petodre. <laughs> uh, Good stuff. Good is stuff. Why, is why I was so um, the, the result was such a strange one, um, but then. They were forced into a change. I'm not sure who it was that went off, but then it mean, meant they had to change to a back four. Uh, and it actually worked in their favour for one reason or another. And they were actually really good after that. It was almost like a defensive masterclass. They started sort of pressing Aberdeen, getting in their faces, um, sort of breaking up the play. Um, and that's not an um, indictment, so credit. Because, I mean, you are going to have to come to Petodre and sort of break up the play to stop. Aberdeen playing, they done that. Um, but so after they got out of the first twenty minutes, only one goal down. I think they were really good, actually. Yeah. And Jordan, shout out to Jordan Jones, is that actually as well? He was fantastic. He gave um, Shea Logan a torrid time. I know that's one that Kelly Cowell especially loves. I mean, he loves he loves Jordan Jones, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, he was at, he was a, he was Kelly's standout player, to be honest. And I wouldn't be surprised if you. If he keeps up the level of performance that he showed at Petodre on Saturday, anyway, he'd go on to bigger and better things sooner rather than later. It's a strange one for Kamara Lewis, isn't it? Because, I mean, they're now, what? Well, no, they are bottom of the table, but I mean, I suppose they will be quite happy coming away from Petodre with a point. Well, I don't think, as you said um, right at the start of when we're kind of talking about this game, Nobody thought this would happen. I think you saw that with the, the predictions this week. I don't think anyone, well, other than Kelly Cal, because he predicts Kelly to win every week. But um, other than him, I think pretty much everyone had Aberdeen. Um, I think that tells its own I, story. I think I saw. I, I, I may have seen a six 0 in there somewhere. Someone predicted. Uh, for, for I'm not sure, I've no idea who that was. To be honest with you. Um, <laughs> and, I mean, yeah. Uh, what I said about that the better. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I was quite hopeful when I saw it was one 0 after only like uh, fifteen minutes or so. I was thinking, well, there you go, <laughs> it could happen. Uh, but nah, um, Kelly were really, really good. It's just whether they can transfer that to um, your kind of average games in the league, um, your kind of running the middle <coughs> games. Because obviously, I mean, I don't know if it happens as much. I mean, Ryan probably know better than me, but. I don't know if teams will maybe raise their game a wee bit when they're playing Aberdeen, uh, especially Petodre, because obviously they're not expected to get anything. So I don't know if there's that aspect of it and whether, um, as I said, when they play the run-in-the-mill teams, will there'll be the same performance there. Um, but certainly a lot of positives. They talked about in the sports scene how um, Kelly have been, well, just in general, Kelly have been very, a kind of long-ball team um, uh, throughout the, the kind of... The, the first few games of the season um, and it's just not been working for them but this game, even though they were under a lot of pressure uh, to maybe get a result they, they passed the ball about um, they weren't afraid to, to play it on the deck and I think uh, I think that was the main thing I would take away from it um, is that if they are going to kind of veer more towards that um, 
you'd like to think they might uh, be a bit more successful than whatever tactics they were going for in the, the kind of opening games. Because as we've talked about, the players are there at Kelly. It's just um, finding the right team uh, to kind of gel together and, um, and and getting results. Um, kind of coming back to look more uh, Aberdeen, Ryan, a player I love is Stevie May. And I know he scored, but how, what's your been assessment of his time at Aberdeen so far? Yeah, I think he's a really good player. I mean, that's him got three three goals in four games, something like that now. Um, he does offer something different up front. Uh, and I think he will continue to bang in the goals as long as he keeps starting. Uh, uh, I still don't think he's totally match fit yet. Because I think, I think Alex, Alex Neal said... Um, pressed and he needed about seven or eight games to get him up to speed that's why he let him go because he didn't have that to give him uh, so I still think he's getting back to match sharpness but he does look um, the part up front anyway see just before we move on can I ask Ryan a question as well yeah. um, I'm just wondering obviously like last year there was a theme uh, regarding the whole well certainly at the start of the year uh, the whole McInnes tinkering with the, with the team um, has the fact that you've signed so many players made it worse, do you feel? Or is it kind of too early to say? I don't know. I think he's still trying to find out who his best team is. Um, and there is a lot of tinkering going on. Um, just as I mentioned, it doesn't lend itself to any form of consistency. Uh, you're not getting the same players. They don't know who's in the team sheet week in, week out. Uh, so, so yeah, I, I do think it's made it worse in the terms of he still doesn't know who his best eleven is yet. But I tell you who does get on the team sheet every week is um, Kenny McLean. I think he's played at a hundred and six consecutive <laughs> games for Aberdeen. Jesus, and it's his form lately has been appalling. <laughs> and the fa- and and I think that quite 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 frankly, it, um. The fact that Christie was sat on the bench on Saturday and Kenny McLean started was abhorrent. Uh, it, McLean was rotten on Saturday, absolutely disgraceful. He, I mean, he was. I mean, we we probably probably should have sold him to oh Rangers and someone if he's going to continue <laughs> continue to play like this. He was just shocking. He, I mean, he was just. He it was, doesn't end. <laughs> <laughs> no, he needs to pick up his form, and I think I think that's the um, the main sort of gripe amongst Aberdeen fans at the minute is the fact that Kenny McLean sort of seems to his place in the team is bulletproof, while everyone else is sort of getting changed around. Wow, that's that that's that off my chest. Yeah, <laughs> what a shoot. Uh, right, yeah, um, and I suppose. Just to just, just to save Kenny McLean anymore, and um, we should we should probably move on uh, to Hamilton Hearts. This is what we love. Craig Levine is back. His first win. This is what we're talking about. No losses yet. I mean, Hearts are just gonna Hearts are just gonna romp the league. I cannot wait for this. I'm, I'm so excited they're, for they're like, Craig Levine. They're gonna romp the league. Did you? They're gonna romp the league. This is what I love. It was just the highlights of this game. It just looked. I mean, I mean, one yeah. thing I'll point out: uh, Hamilton had fifty-seven percent possession in this game, um, so it's it's nice to see Levine is uh, well and truly back. <laughs> this is what I love. This is this is just yeah. what I love, though. But like, that's the thing with Craig Levine: like they're gonna be just a horrible team to play against. Oh yeah, oh yeah, uh, uh, yeah, hundred um, percent. I I mean. Hamilton had chances in this game, and I don't know if you saw the uh, chance uh, uh, oh, Bingham had right at the start. Uh, uh, he just yeah. kind of like a big uh, second touch of tackle kind of uh, scenario. <laughs> like just absolutely, I, I don't know what he's doing. Um, one of them to keep on just made up donkey donkey touch. Um, but uh, I, I think I don't know. I mean, I can obviously felt they should have won the game. Hearts had. I suppose you need to credit Hearts have been clinical. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, this is this is this is what we're going to see. For the, I think this is what we're going to see. We're going to see Hearts having fewer chances and just burying them all, and a lot of teams just struggling against them. I think they'll do well. I think they'll do well in the league this year. I think they also talked about how um, 
the kind of formation they played. Obviously, Walker was more central, and I think. Um, obviously Jamie Walker needs to be motivated which has been a bit of a theme uh, throughout the last mm. kind of seasons but when he is motivated and when he's played in the middle I think that's when Hearts get the best out of him and I think he was really, really impressive um, on Saturday uh, also one thing to pick up on in terms of sports team um, fair play for Michael Shelf just basically bullying uh, Stephen Thompson on, on, the, <laughs> on, the, on the show um, and also getting away with calling um, David Templeton temps. I think he called him temps like three or four times um, and wasn't he called out for it at all. Um, so I, he obviously just runs that place. He is the dawn of sports. Excellent. That's what we love. That's what we love. <laughs> Sorry, I should I should let you jump in, Ryan, if you want to, if you want to add anything. I was going to move on, but realise you, you hadn't had your say on the return of the Levine to his winning ways I know he was back last weekend but I just, I just feel like this is him announced himself it's just like yeah this is this is me no, he surely sure announced himself for a 0-0 no, no draw that is, that is him announcing himself <laughs> yeah I'll say the rat is back and that's me <laughs> I think I forgot how much so, I hated Craig Levine <laughs> you guys have just got the wrong idea of football completely oh sorry yes sorry <laughs> Football should be a uh, long ball. <laughs> uh, yes. Five, yep. five defenders all behind the ball. Uh, take your chances. I just think, uh, yeah. I just think Craig Levine looks like the type of guy that would slit your throat in your sleep. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I totally agree with that. It is what I. No, I love him too much. I wouldn't jump in yeah. on that. No questions right. asked. <laughs> we should move on. Yes. So the Premiership, Celtic top, Kilmarnock bottom. There we go. That's that's your full roundup. Uh, we'll move on to the Championship. Uh, just just carnage. It's brilliant this weekend. Uh, where are we going to start? Dunfermline. Dunfermline just yes. clamping St Mirren three nothing. Um, I mean, I know I, I know a lot of people have obviously. Oh well, Lewis. Sorry. On you go. No, on you go. I'll I'll let you finish and then I'll jump in. Very quick. Uh, I mean, I know a lot of people have tipped Dunfermline to do well. I've obviously I've tipped St Mirren to do very well this season, but um, I didn't see this coming. I didn't see this one-sided of a result. I, 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 to be fair, I did fancy Dunfermline to win that game, but I didn't fancy them to, as you said, to for it to be as one-sided as it was. Um, I mean, from what I've heard, St Mirren actually didn't. Play all that terribly. It was just I think the Finland took all the well, def- not all their chances, but yeah. took more of their chances. Defensively, um, I've seen a bit of the highlights. Um, the the film on the YouTube channel and defensively, St Mirren were all over the place. Um, I don't know if that's a, a theme for St Mirren. Um, I haven't seen enough of them to be quite honest with you. But um, I don't know. I, I just think St Mirren. Maybe it's one of those cases of. Um, when they're on their game they can probably beat anyone in the league but when they're not um, they might struggle and I think um, they've certainly struggled here against uh, the Finland side the uh, big crowd behind them obviously um, maybe even just wanted it more wanted a result more um, I think that might be a theme for the Finland the one thing I, I just in terms of the championship overall um, one kind of impression I'm getting is that I, I don't well obviously the Finland have been quite consistent of late um, but I can't. I, I don't know if they will keep that going, um, or if they will. I, I could definitely see them swapping up at points. Um, I think just the kind of past few seasons where we've had Hibs who have been largely very consistent, uh, where we've had um, obviously Rangers the season before that and Hearts the season before that. Um, I think those seasons are long gone, and I think it's anyone's uh, who wants it. And the moment the fair one are the, the, the team to beat, but. Um, you never know, in a few months it could be back to the United or back to St Mirren or, or even Morton as well, we get an argued result. Yeah, I mean, there's only, what, three points between fifth and first at the moment? Mm. Uh, there's only four between sixth and first. You know, it's, it's mental. It's still early days, obviously, like, but I I just I, I don't see a team running away with it this year like we had uh, in previous previous seasons. Yeah, um, I mean, I suppose that I think that's the kind of real standout result from the weekend in the championship. I know that I mean, I know a lot of I mean, there's a lot of interest 
certainly in the burst ball uh, section, that uh, the Falkirk Dundee United game, which sounded like it was shite, but <laughs> uh, that that going that going to nothing each. Dundee United still not top of the mm. table after uh, after the prediction <laughs> that they wouldn't they wouldn't, they wouldn't drop from the top of it. Uh, See, I actually predicting nil nil in the predictions, and like, oh. and, 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 no, no, but I've got a point here, right? I'm not just <laughs> boasting about all my my, my 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 great points this week. Like in hindsight, I can't like I, I can't see any other result in this game other than nil nil. Like it just seems so obvious that it was always <clears> going to be nil nil. Like two teams that are just not doing well, um, and maybe, we could argue maybe two negative managers set like Houston anyway. Um, I think Houston would rather not lose than win, if you get what I mean. Like he's one of those kind of managers. Um, so I just, I, I don't know. It's a, I suppose it does give these managers another week to save their jobs in a, in a sense. But I, I don't know. Like it's still kind of grim times ahead, I think, for these two teams. Yeah. I have some, I have some real venom to vent about this game. This was the only game. Go for it. The only game that let me down in my 14-team accumulator. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I, had, I backed 14 games over 1.5 goals. Every single one came in apart from this. So I'm taking a stand against Falkirk and Dundee United and not plowing any more money into either club. The boycott is on. So if you're listening to this and obviously you aren't a Falkirk and Dundee United fan, boycott the two the two clubs for Ryan. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Other results from the other results. Uh, Morton against Queen of the South. Two one win for Morton. Uh, Kitongo scored Lewis. a really good goal. In that game. <clears throat> yes. yes, very good goal. It's a shame the footage was uh, was grainy camera. Yes, you saw him hit, it and that was it. You didn't get to see where it ended up. Yep. Or else it might have been on a <laughs> on a uh, goals of the weekend compilation maybe. I don't know if Eddie's will even get that reference. It's probably the most. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, um, I mean, you're not better or anything about oh, it at all. Not at all. No, I think Morton, like, I had a week kind of browsing the forums <laughs> and stuff, um, and they I was very pleased with the result. But um, they kind of get the impression that uh, they do better against sides that maybe um, are a bit more attacking or are maybe expected to win. I mean, Queen's at home, they will come at you a wee bit and I think Morton maybe took advantage of that. Whereas I think maybe where Morton fall down a wee bit is when they're playing the Dumbartons, uh, they're playing the Breakins and maybe they're playing the Livingstons where they might be a bit more stuffy um, and a bit more defensive and then I think that's where they maybe have their, have their problems. But... Um, I I I I fully expect them to be uh, there or thereabouts. Um, I know that's a kind of that's a bit of a cliche that, but um, I I think they are doing well so far. Yeah, I mean sitting third in the table. I mean Queen of South. I mean they've moved down to fifth, but um, yeah, I mean an, an excellent result in terms of if you want to finish in those playoff spots at the end of the season. That you know these kind of results are going to be huge for you in terms of the in terms of your final standings. Um, I suppose we should look at the other games. The bottom two, Breakin City one. This is kind of the bus ball. Uh, we've basically everyone on the podcast has tipped these two to go down, <laughs> which is quite horrible. But uh, yeah, I mean, a, a good win for Dumbarton, obviously with the late goal, uh, kind of easing them away from the bottom of the table, and leapfrog in Inverness, who got clamped at home by Livingston. Inverness are going down. That's so bad. They're so, <laughs> so bad. Um, yeah, I saw there was uh, highlights posted about that. Well, it was just essentially it was just the goals, but um, I, I just I, I, I don't hold that much hope. I don't hold that. Well, I don't know if they'll go down or not, but they will. They will be round about that. They'll be in the mix. Um, that's for sure. I just I don't see where things are going to change unless they bring players in. And obviously, I mean, the window's ended, so it's just free agents now. You're relying on, uh, and even at that, I, ha- I mean, have they? Already got the squad together. I mean, there was uh, the the John Robertson factor as well. The fact that he's um, not a good manager. Um, so I, I don't mm. know. Um, I, I I don't hold much hope for him. Livingston have been pretty impressive so far. Um, they've actually surpassed my expectations. <coughs> yeah, Ryan. Um, <laughs> Cali Thistle aren't coming straight. Aren't coming straight back up, are they? 
<laughs> no, no, not, <laughs> not a chance. Although, yeah. I mean, they did get a good result away to Brecon last week. I mean, Brecon have made it diff- difficult for teams. I mean, I think that's about as positive as it gets for Inverness at the minute, is a clean sheet against Brecon. What a but, result uh, that was. <laughs> what a day. I, yeah, I just think there's more teams there that will show more consistency, whether that be even like two wins every th- four games that that'll be more than Inverness sort of managed to put together it's, um, more, it's, it's more wins than they've got right now I mean they've yeah, only got one win so exactly well that's what I mean like there'll be like I don't think there'll be a lot of consistency in that championship uh, but I just don't think Inverness <laughs> have enough quality to trouble the likes of Dunfermline who Dunfermline just bodied at home so I think um, I don't think Inverness will go down I think they'll be saved by Freaking and Dumbarton's quality, but I do think they'll just sort of linger about mid-table this season and bother nobody. Right, yeah, there you go. I mean, apparently we were overly negative about Hibs last week, so Cali Thistle fans, it's it's, it's your week now. Uh, right, okay, we should move on, shouldn't we? Yes. League One. Do we have a look at League One? Wraith Rovers are just gonna are just gonna storm this, aren't they? Yeah. Um, I think they were five 0 win at Queens Park. I mean, not the only five 0 win in the division, they were but two I mean, nil still... within ten minutes. So I think that well seven <laughs> minutes, I suppose. So I mean, that tells its own story. Um, I Wraith were outstanding. I, I fully expect them just to absolutely rob the league at the moment. Um, yeah, I mean, being six points clear after six games is is is. Incredible, <laughs> and they uh, and they've already beat their nearest rivals, Air, mm. which um, is sort of a big statement early on. I just think that while you won't have a runaway leader in the championship, I think Wraith will be sort of runaway leaders in the league one. Uh, apparently, in the Air game anyway. Apparently, Wraith won the well, they weren't the better team. Obviously, they got the results. I think that again, um, that's a big that's a big thing there when you're not even playing well and you're still beating your your nearest rivals. Um, I think. Aye, I think I think a bit of a miracle to be honest. If anyone's going to catch them, but uh, we have seen. I mean, yeah, it's still early days. We have seen uh, some uh, some some excellent collapses uh, in recent seasons <laughs> from just teams that's got on the general. And we'll come. We'll we'll talk about we'll talk about our Broths five 0 win, uh, which I mean, if you get five 0 win away from home, you kind of have to. You, you do have to acknowledge that for our team. Uh, sees them sitting up in the the playoff spots. There's quite a lot of teams on ten points. I will say a lot. There's three. There's <laughs> United, Stranraer, and both. But we need to we need to talk about the game at Somerset. I mean, this just sounded like just the most insane game. Bad one. I mean, three goals in the last ten minutes. I mean, that's what you want, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Mental. <laughs> um, I was just I, I can't just realise that that, that uh, Shankland was at Air United. Like he was, you know, one of <laughs> like one of the best players a few seasons ago, and now he's and now he's there. Interesting, but yeah, um, aye, these are the kind of games that Aaron are probably going to have to stop conceding three goals at home if they want to get close to Wraith Rovers. <coughs> yes, a hundred percent. I just, I mean, they are playing some really nice football at times, but it just, I, I don't, I don't see the same consistency in that team that I do with a team like Wraith. Um, I think they'll give it a, a, a good bash, but I, I just I can't see, especially as they're, they're dropping points to Arbroath, they're dropping points to um, to Alloa, of course, at the weekend. I just I don't know. I, I don't see them getting that close to Wraith in the end. Yeah. Uh, right, okay, yeah, so I'll kind of just do a rundown. I mean, I mean there was some absolutely just incredible, like, well, no home team won. These were some incredible like, home, uh, sorry, away results. Uh, Stranraer winning 4 0 at Albion Rovers. Stranraer winning pretty decent of late. Like, um, they're really kind of coming at form. I know they beat Airdrie recently as well. Um, mm-hmm. I just seem to be, um, for whatever reason, I mean, I think a few folk maybe even suspected they might be down the, the wrong end of the table, but they're, they're, they're flying at the moment. Um, and in terms of, I suppose, in terms of East Fife, um, I, I can expect they're kind of. They'll always well. They'll be kind of mid table ish. I feel they'll maybe get how we push for the playoffs at one point. But um, I and I think I mean Airdrie were were absolutely woeful 
um, by all accounts. Um, but they do have the possibility of signed uh, Wallace Furtado, who of course was at Stennis Mail last year. I think there was a bit of rumours about it. I'm pretty sure he was on trial at Airdrie, but that's um, them definitely signing him now. So I suppose that is a bonus for them. But um, aye, they were they were wretched um, by uh, quite a lot. Of, well, but by by the sounds of things. Yeah. League One looks like it's doing that thing again, where outside of Wraith, everyone can just beat everyone. Mm. I mean, I think our both got beat by Albion Rovers at home, four one four one last week, and then uh, our both have gone and beat four for five nil away from home. I mean, it doesn't, Albion doesn't Rovers really have make, lost four nil. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make sense. It's the best league in in the world. Football, certainly in the British Isles. I mean, world <laughs> football probably as well. Um, <laughs> give me League One over the Premier League every day. Yeah, give me League One or give me death. Um, death. Right. <laughs> 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 uh, I mean, talked about League One. It feels it feels like a bit of a, a crime to move on to League Two, but I think we should. Uh, are Edinburgh City still the team of the boss ball? Is this still a thing? I I, I don't know where this come from. Or where this kind of thing comes from, but I, I don't know. I just you need to explain it to me. I don't think so. I mean, Hamish has backed him to finish bottom and then backed him in the coupon against was, him in the was, coupon this week. So was this not was this not a thing? I mean, I know this was after I came to the bus ball, but like no, you maybe just made it up. Um, I maybe I've just made yeah, it up. Maybe it's just maybe, fake news. I say a team like <laughs> like a Clyde or a Stennis Muir are probably more closer to being. Uh, no, the reason team. I was talking about that is because I was going to say, is this not a, a there was the, the burst ball close to our heart derby of Clyde versus Edinburgh City? Mm. Mm, you're speaking no. nonsense. Yeah, this is. I'm speaking nonsense. Well, I mean, Edinburgh City <laughs> winning three two. That's not nonsense. That that is what happened. Uh, yeah, Lewis, do you want to talk about your beloved? Well, I say your beloved, but the, our beloved Clyde. Uh, yeah, fortunately, the boys uh, they couldn't do it. Uh, Jim Chapman's men and uh, aye, very disappointing. No, I mean, I don't know. I, I just thought I, I didn't see any way that Clyde were going to lose this game. I just thought, like, surely you're, gonna, you're beating Sterling last week, the team on form. You're at home. Like, surely that'll count for something. And I, no, Edinburgh just. Uh, um, to be fair, they almost they almost didn't lose it True, until the ninety fourth minute. But I think Edinburgh <laughs> were probably the better side in this. Craig Beatty scored a 94th minute winner, I think. Don't, you're giving me terrible flashbacks. Yeah, uh, I was going to mention it. <laughs> I suppose the, kind of the, the, the biggest result in League 2 at the weekend is Peterhead winning 4-0 at Cowdenbeath, surely. Uh, I don't know, I think I think Edinburgh City, um, just sort of the predicament they've been in, I think that could be a huge result um, away to Clyde. But if you're wanting to move on to the, on to the Peterhead game, then yeah. No, if we want to talk about Edinburgh City with... against Clyde till the end of time, I'm I'm okay with it. <laughs> nah, but yes, yes, okay. P- Peterhead. Peterhead went four 0 to Beath. I know Cowdenbeath haven't been doing particularly well, but still went four 0 away from home. That is that is for, that is good for something. Nah, Cowdenbeath yeah, box like they're not doing at all. So. I I think this was a an expected result to be honest with you. Uh, yeah, well, I think the most surprising thing about the whole thing is Peterhead scored four goals and Rory McAllister didn't get one of them. Mm. Usually, he's just a odds on to score every week. <laughs> he was pretty bad last season, to be fair. Like, wasn't he wasn't. He was. He wasn't <laughs> he great. Like, I suppose like, he was. It, like, it's weird because he wasn't. Like, that was probably his poorest season for Peterhead, but he still. Scored most weeks, um, so yeah, he's yeah, a weird one, but uh, I think that is something certainly to, to make a point about. I think, I think like, if we're talking about big games, though, when Trolls and Star and Albion, given both sides are probably expected to be there or thereabouts, um, I think it's a really, really good result uh, for Star and Albion uh, getting the three points there, especially away from home. Mm. Sorry, I'm looking. I'm just looking at the table right now. Um, I suppose another another team that's dear to our hearts, uh, Stenhouse Muir getting a one each draw with Clyde. Not not with Clyde, but Annan. Sorry. Uh, I mean, it sees them in 
still in the kind of playoff spots. Do Lewis, how do you see Stenhouse Muir doing? I suppose I'm struggling for links here. They'll be. I, I expect them to be fourth. Um, well, fourth. <laughs> I expect them to be in the playoffs. Um, or, or maybe just just missing out. I think they'll. I don't think they're good enough or consistent enough to be your Stalins, your Peter Heads. I think Montrose will also be a bit more consistent than them. Um, but they will take a few scalps this season. Um, they are a good team, uh, set up for that level, and I do expect them to be in the playoffs. Now, whether they can find form at the right time and um, make a fist of that, I don't know. Um, but certainly just in terms of the league campaign, I think they'll, they should be at least aiming for the playoffs. But yeah, I think that's just, that's just covered most... I think we have to give a shout... Yeah. I have to oh, give a well, shout to, to Elgin. Go for it, just go for it. Um, <laughs> reached peak, peak Elgin City by chucking away a 2-0 lead um, with 15 minutes to go to, to, to somehow get beat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, well, you know, pretty impressive. Yeah. Uh, and I suppose still in Albion's the other kind of impressive one, kind of continuing their fine form at the top of the table. Yeah. I mean, I'm, str- I'm struggling for links here, boys. We need to do we need to do like a proper like lower league extravaganza, like go through everything in detail. Yeah, definitely. I'd be I'd be right off of that. Right, good stuff, good stuff. Because I want to like spend a bit more time on it than rather just pain sh- lips every time on a Sunday whenever we're, we're at the end of this. Right, yes. um, we should move on to questions. Right, so yes, we should we should move on and go to questions. Um, Ricky, our first question coming in from Kenny Clark, asking us, with De Boer getting canned at Palace, was the pod surprised that Rodgers wasn't linked with the job? Is he likely to get a job in England, Lewis? Uh, I think if Rodgers are going to go down to England, especially given the whole contract situation with Celtic, signing for another four years, I think... Um, I think if he's going to go for a job down south, it won't be Crystal Palace. No disrespect. I think it'll be a better team than that. <laughs> I don't know if that's me being a bit big headed, um, but I just I, I don't see any reason why he would do that. No, yeah, I don't think Rodgers is going to abandon champ- Champions League football um, to go to a team that haven't scored this season. <laughs> right. Okay. Um. James Mann TV asking us can Scottish clubs lure any remaining players still on free transfers well we've kind of spoken a bit about it haven't we Lewis uh, who was it who was it Air Jones picked up I, I was uh, Furtado um, I, I think well I kind of touched on the fact that I think everyone else probably uh, should bring in a few players I think um, maybe even Brecon City um, I think they maybe need a goal scorer Um I suppose everyone knows he's a goal scorer, but I think Breakin in particular, certainly in that league, um, they can maybe be doing with somebody uh, banging in the goals <coughs> for them. So I don't know if that's, especially with free agents as well, it's it's even harder. And I, and I don't expect anything like that to happen, but um, uh, they were the ones I'd maybe kind of pick up on. Um, nobody else really stands out uh, at the moment. Any names out there that anyone could pick up on? Is there anything really? No. <laughs> that's that's the names out there. Yeah. No. Um, and Grant Campbell asking us which which manager is under the biggest threat of being sacked in the Scottish Premiership first? Jim McIntyre question mark. No, I don't think Jim McIntyre. Um I'd maybe say I suppose McCulloch, there's I don't know if he'd ever be sacked, but certainly Weaving Kamarnock, I don't know if he'd maybe he'd maybe walk away. Um, but I suppose with that result, I just, I thought Mc- I just changed McCann, everything. So uh, McCann as well. I suppose, yeah, I, would, yeah. I, I, I don't see anyone leaving at the moment. I don't think it's. I think maybe in the championship, maybe look at a guy like Peter Houston and um, yeah, uh, Dundee United as well. Um, why am I forgetting his name? Uh, Ray McKinnon. Ray McKinnon. Sorry. Yeah, uh, I think maybe those two would uh, stand out. But I don't know if I see anyone else. Uh, certainly the top flight anyway. No. Uh, I think everyone's sort of performing to expectation at the minute, or just slightly above. Oh, well, I suppose Cachinha, maybe, to an extent. <laughs> He's on a bit of pressure, especially if he doesn't win this whole firm game. But, mm. 
I would have, I would, we've probably right. just forgotten about that given his kind of good results of late, apart from Thistle, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, if they lose to Thistle during the week and then they lose to Celtic, that's probably. But if they win both those yeah. games, he's probably got the rest of the season. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's it with the uh, questions, lads. And I think that's us with the podcast. Mm. All over. Lewis, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you. Any final thoughts you want to you want to add? No. Um, no. I'll Good. S- I'll see you next week. <laughs> see you next week, Ryan. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you. Yep, pleasure as always. Great to bring my negativity to the podcast. Excellent, and we hope it's just been a, a, a ray of negativity throughout your life. And uh, <laughs> we will speak to you later. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Meow. <laughs>